Hi, back again, Eric Bailey, joined by Mason Young, our new beat writer at the Tulsa World covering Oklahoma athletics. Mason, it's great to have you on board. This is the initial run uh, with the OU podcast. Uh, welcome aboard, Mason. Hey, thank you, Eric. Man, it's it's so exciting to be back at the Tulsa World and, and covering OU sports. And I mean, obviously, we've had a whirlwind week, whirlwind week with covering camp and getting back in the swing of things, but um, looking forward to covering OU sports this season. It's going to be exciting. Well, we're going to use this podcast to kind of introduce you to our readers. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of longtime OU fans, you're you're a familiar name. Uh, you, you graduated from the University of Oklahoma. You were a sports editor for the OU Daily. I've seen you on the beat when you covered Oklahoma football. But kind of take us a little bit about your journey. Uh, when you graduated at OU, what you've done since your graduation, and of course, you were an intern at the Tulsa World as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a remarkable journey. I I started at OU in 2019. Um, I kind of got my start in in sports journalism, uh, doing some writing and and social media management for my high school. Um, I'm from Oklahoma City, so I went to Christian Heritage Academy in Dell City, um, and then went to OU from there. Um, so at OU for about close to three years, I was the sports editor at OU Daily, and I was covering football, um, and so. I, it was a great experience for me because I got to work alongside professionals like yourself, Eric, and uh, see what it takes to cover a major college football program. Um, and I was also learning management um, aspects of journalism, learning how to run a website, learning how to coach and edit other writers. So uh, a really, really wholesome experience um, throughout my four years in college, uh, starting out covering OU Women's Gym and then uh, football for three years after that. Um, and, and I think the greatest thing too about the daily was that it, um, gave me opportunities elsewhere, helped me, helped me land professional internships where I got to learn more and more from other really talented, um, writers. So yeah, the, the summer after my sophomore year at OU, I was an intern for the world and that was my first professional internship. And, uh, to see myself back here now, um, af after that is, is just so surreal. I mean, when I was an intern, it was the summer 2021 when OU had decided they were going to the SEC. And so was boots on the ground covering that um, and, and and then went back to school after that to, to cover OU for the student paper. And then in subsequent summers, I had internships with the Detroit Free Press in 2022. And then this summer, summer 2023 with the Kansas City Star and Got some really good experiences from those. And when, when uh, the Tulsa World called me and, and asked me to come back, you know, I, I couldn't have been more excited. I can't believe that covering OU is my first professional gig coming out of college, and I'm really looking forward to it. You're almost coming full circle when you think about it. What was it like during that two-week stretch? It was funny because I was on vacation, and you were basically the OU beat writer when I was on vacation. What do you remember about that stretch when OU announced it was going into the SEC? I mean, news broke, and it was like wildfire. What was that like? Yeah, it was really interesting because obviously at that point, I'm a 20-year-old college student who's not super plugged into, uh, you know, any sort of real intel about the SEC moves. So at that point in time, I'm mostly just scouring social media and, and just watching and seeing what a lot of the national reporters are reporting about what's going on um, and, you know, trying to make inroads where I can. But for the most part, it was just keeping track of, of what other people were uh, reporting up until the point that OU eventually uh, had its Regents meeting in Oklahoma City where they made that official and then going to that event and um, hearing about um, all the reasons that 
they decided to make that move and then uh, watching them uh, make it happen. So yeah, it was, it, it was pretty crazy keeping track of all that was being thrown out there about um, the processes behind and the reasoning for why they were going to the SEC. But now here we are two, uh, two years removed from that. And, um, you know, they're going into their final year in the Big 12, and then we're going to get to cover um, them moving into the SEC in 2024. So that's super cool. When you covered OU as a student with OU Daily and as an editor, what were some of your favorite storylines? What was some of the favorite things you covered uh, while you were a student? You know, the quarterback position is such a big deal at Oklahoma because of the success that they've had. So many Heisman winners, when you you think back to – to Jason White and, and Sam Bradford and then the Lincoln Riley era with with Baker Mayfield and, and Kyler Murray. Um, so I always really gravitated toward um, covering quarterbacks in a really in-depth way. So I wrote really long profiles on Spencer Rattler, on Caleb Williams, and on Dylan Gabriel uh, during my time covering OU football as a student. Um, but I touched on a lot of other topics as well. You know, there. I wrote some stories about um, how OU athletes dealt with racism on campus and, and what their formative experiences were. Um, I tried to, especially in the Brent Venables area with era when there's so much messaging, he would probably call it DNA, but kind of subliminal messaging and everything that he's trying to accomplish. Um, I tried to write a lot about things like the new unity uniforms that they debuted last year or the upgrades to the lights at Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, just things that were kind of subtle, but that had a purpose and had a meaning toward the goal of trying to create a family atmosphere um, that's within the program and then backed by a really ardent fan base in Sooner Nation. So um, just just a lot of a lot of different stuff beyond just the realm of team coverage. And I think you and I having talked, that's what we hope to accomplish, you know, this season on the OU beat as well is is giving fans, you know, the day to day and and what's up with the team, but also getting deeper into um, the stuff that that goes on behind the scenes. That's not just what you see on the field every Saturday. Do you have a favorite player to to, to interview? Do you have a favorite quarterback that you enjoyed watching when you covered Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, Dylan Gabriel is about as good as it gets. He's very he's very generous with his time when he speaks to the media and um, had the opportunity to write a really in-depth profile on him before the season last year and got to talk to his family and his agent and and kind of hear his story of of how he grew up and and how he got to OU. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's he's great. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of other players that are just funny that have great senses of humor. Isaiah Coe is a guy that I kind of think about it in that, in that uh, frame. And obviously in terms of the guys that talked the other night, you know, Jonah Lulu, Reggie Grimes, those guys, uh, even, even Savion Bird, who's a younger guy that's really trying to break out this season. Um, you know, like there's, there's a lot of great personalities on, on this OU football team. And it seems like that they're all really tight, a really tight knit group. Um and also really generous uh, with their time toward us. So, While you were a student at Oklahoma, uh, hats off to you. You guys broke one of the major stories in the 2021 season when you uh, determined who the starting quarterback was going to be when Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler uh, were going in. To, you know, We were wondering who the starting quarterback was going to be in the middle of the season when you guys observed a practice 
from your building, the journalism building, and you guys were able to see who was who was taking number, you know, first team snaps, and it was Caleb Williams. Of course, it, it blew up on social media. You guys reported it. You saw it from a public building, and of course, there was a lot of it was a firestorm. Uh, I remember that week because practice was canceled. <laughs> media availabilities were practiced that were ended that week. Uh, I know Paul Feinbaum reached out to you guys, wanted to know. Yeah, I, you know, there was a lot of you got a lot of pats on the back from uh, media across the country for what you guys did. Well, can you take us through that week? I know, and it's funny because some of the OE administrators I talked to now, when I said Mason is going to join our staff at the Tulsa World, they kind of smiled and said, "No, no looking, no spying on practices." And it's a, it, they laugh about it now. At the time, they were like, "Oh man," but now they laugh about it. But what was it like in 2021? I mean, and and hats off to you because you guys got the scoop. Appreciate that. Yeah, to think back to that moment, just so wild. It really started as. I think everybody were, was kind of hearing some rumblings that um, Spencer Rattler had potentially left the team after Caleb Williams had um, succeeded in, in the Cotton Bowl and, and led OU in a historic comeback against Texas. Um, and so we, it honestly started as just seeing like, okay, is Spencer Rattler at practice? And that developed more into once we got there and realized that he was there, it was like, okay. Caleb Williams is throwing with the one receivers and he's getting more reps. Like it's pretty obvious that he's going to be the guy going forward. And I think everybody kind of felt that way and thought that way after the cotton bowl, but we just wanted to provide clarity for the readers. And so fortunately at the, that point in time, I had the relationships with Rattler's camp that I could go to them and clarify some things about the rumors regarding his absence from the team. And we were able to kind of package that all together in one story that, told people, hey, Caleb Williams is going to be the starting quarterback going forward, and here's also what it means for Spencer Rattler and his future at Oklahoma. So we did that, and obviously um, once OU noticed it and they canceled media availability for the rest of the week, that's when it really started to pick up steam on social media. Um, pe people, people realizing like, oh, wow, um, I, I can't believe this happened. And <laughs> And yeah, we did get we did get a, a lot of a lot of credit. It was it was really cool getting, you know, contacted by Wright Thompson from ESPN saying a good job, hearing from Baxter Holmes with ESPN, who's an OU Daily alum, you know, also congratulating us and, and saying good job. Um we that day, like within within that like 24 to 48 hours, I had so many people like in my email and my DMs um trying to get us on for media appearances, be it radio or television. You mentioned the Paul Feinbaum show. That did happen. Um, and, and we just said no. I think the reason we declined it is we wanted the work to speak for itself. And we also, you know, we knew that that we were going to meet with the athletic department about it. And we didn't we didn't want to stir the pot. You know, we wanted to 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 be courteous in that way. And so we did meet with them and you know, it, obviously they were frustrated with what we did and, and we weren't going to promise anything about how we might use that type of reporting in the future. Um, but it just kind of left at agree to disagree. And like you said, now, like, it's cool. It's one of those things that it blew over and, and I don't, everybody kind of looks back on it and laughs now and, yeah, so it, it, it was accurate reporting too, because look what happened. Caleb Williams took over and uh, finished the season as a starting quarterback, and now, lo and behold, both quarterbacks are gone. 
<laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and the coach is gone too. So, the, yeah, everyone, the, everyone, the, everyone involved is gone, but you, <laughs> you're the only one still standing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, but that was something else. So, uh, as we go on, uh, you know, you and I both had a chance to, to attend practice this week, do some interviews. Your first week on the beat and uh, hit the ground running, and you had a chance to talk to Jeff Levy this week. What was your what What are your thoughts about Coach Levy and just his thoughts of where the offense is going into? Uh, this is, of course, is a mock game week right now. But what what are your thoughts uh, of what, what Coach Levy said? Yeah, I was most interested to hear from Jeff where he feels like they've made the most improvement since last season. I had obviously kept up with OU things, even though I wasn't on the beat in the summer and was trying to consume as much content as I could and understand kind of what their expectations were and what they were trying to do this season. And so had noticed that Dylan Gabriel had highlighted in the offseason that, hey, they really felt like they needed to improve in situational football. They were really bad on fourth down and in the red zone, and they were largely pretty pedestrian on third down. And so asked Lebby about that, and he said, you know, it's still a work in progress. Uh, they feel like that there's more work to be done there in terms of improving their situational football. But overall, he said a lot of positives. Um, in terms of how the offense has progressed in camp, how they've looked in the scrimmages. Uh, he did talk about, I think, the two biggest areas of concern for this offense is who emerges at receiver and what does the depth look like at tight end behind Austin Stogner. He talked about both of those things. It sounds like that that Stogner is is really still going to get the, the lion's share, um, but he did say Jason Llewellyn is healthy and that you know he's been working out well um, in this summer. Um, so we'll see how that position goes with receiver. He talked about a lot of different guys. We've heard that Gavin Freeman and Andrew Anthony are guys that have really stood out in camp that could emerge as that third receiver kind of behind Drake Stoops and Jalil Farouk. Um, so he talked, he talked about both those guys and, and his impressions of them. He also mentioned LB Bunkley Shelton, which is a guy that transferred from Arizona state before last year, didn't play a lot. Um, but that he's created trust with the coaching staff and that they're, may be some sort of role for him this fall. So it was good to hear about those two things. I think otherwise he feels really confident in, in, at running back with the depth that they have with hopefully a healthy Marcus Major this season. And then also with Javante Barnes and with Gavin Sawchuk, who both flashed in the bowl game. And Javante had a good large body of work last season as well. And quarterback, you know what you're going to get from Dylan Gabriel. He's Mr. Consistent. You hope that he can continue to elevate this season. And Jackson Arnold is going to potentially get some opportunities as well. Levy talked about, about how he just needs to get every rep um, in practice going into the season to be as prepared as he can be, even as the backup for when his opportunity arises. And he's got a lot of exciting potential. I remember Andrew Rain talking earlier this week and comparing him to Caleb Williams with the way that he's able to move, the way he throws outside of the pocket. So at some point we're going to see Jackson Arnold Sooner Nation's obviously already seen him in the spring game and was excited by what they saw, but it sounds like that he's probably going to get some reps early uh, when games are out of hand and, and get to see a, another taste of his potential and how he's improved over the offseason. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if there's some packages just specifically for Jackson early in games too, not only in blowout situations, but maybe you see him in the second quarter or something like that. I'd just be interested to see if they just want to get him some, some action. I, that that would be interesting to see. Um, I had a chance to talk to Reggie Grimes, which it's always fun talking to him. And I'm kind of interested to see that defensive end position, just to see with the depth that they have and the newcomers that they have coming in. Uh, Reggie Grimes is excited about 
you know, the rotations that they've built. Uh, it's going to be interesting that defensive line, are they going to be able to, to create some, some situations where they, they were able to take some of the, the pressure off the secondary, get some, you know, put, put some stress on quarterbacks a little more, give the defensive time, the backfield time to, 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 to uh, put more time in coverage. That's what I want to see. And Reggie Grimes thinks that this uh, defensive end unit, you know, him and Ethan Downs and Trace Ford, some of the newcomers that came in, uh, Rondell Bothroyd, if they can really do more, uh, makes more things happen from the ends. They, they, they're hoping that they can do that. I, I had a good time talking to him. He's always a fun talk. And then, you know, the one player I had a good time and wrote a feature on was um, Zach Schmidt, the kicker. We haven't talked to him a lot. He's anxious to go out there. He thinks he's gotten stronger, has that one year under his belt, went through some highs and lows this past season, uh, feels a lot more mature, uh, wants to go out there and prove himself. He was 12 of 18 last year, didn't make a kick high, longer than 46 yards, uh, feels more confident. Uh, really interesting as a kicker, said he wants to go out there and he wants to make a game-winning kick. He wants to go out there with a game on the line and go out there and make a kick. You don't often hear that. Uh, he wants that opportunity. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, he has a new a holder, a new snapper. Uh, so that's new. That's something else. He's going to, he said he built chemistry over the, uh, the summer with those guys. So we'll see what happens there. So defensively, I think that's the big thing. We'll see how this defense grows with a lot of transfer portal guys. Uh, you know, uh, Brent Venables, he, he really played the hand that he was dealt last year when he got here in December. Uh, went with a, some quick fixes through the portal. Well, this year he knew what he needed to fix. He had a chance to recruit portal guys and really fill in some spots that he really needed. So I think this is really a make or break year defensively, especially going into the SEC next year. So uh, I just can't wait to see what this defense is going to do. I know a lot of OU fans feel the same way. So it's hard to believe we're just one week away, a week from tomorrow. They were taping this on Friday afternoon, but a week from tomorrow. Uh, game time hits for real. Uh, 11 o'clock Saturday against Arkansas State. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, we're, the, we're that close. Right. It's it's pretty unbelievable. And even, you know, we're booking travel for games that are, are several weeks out. And there's some really intriguing road trips this year. You know, we get Cincinnati for the first and last time as a road trip. <laughs> oh, Utah later in the season. Same thing. So it it will be fascinating to get into these other locales, see what these other Big 12 fan bases are are like, and then we're really going to get that experience next season with going to Oxford and Columbia and Jordan Hare and Auburn. Uh, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting storylines even coming just from that with new opponents, new faces in the conferences this season and next season. Baton Rouge. And that'll probably be a night game going to LSU. Uh, man, that's going to be nuts going to the Bayou. <laughs> I mean, I know it's hard. It's hard not to overlook this year to look ahead to the 24 with the SEC, but this is going to be a tough year. And Oklahoma is really going to have to build some momentum this year to prepare for next year. That's going to be crazy. So, all right. Well, looking forward to working with you, Mason. I really am. This is going to be a fun year. And it's going to be a, a really an interesting year because they're really going to have to build some momentum again for 24 and it starts a week from tomorrow. So Mason, looking forward to working with you. We, we'll, we'll have a weekly podcast on Oklahoma football, uh, you know, probably earlier in the week. I think we talked about hitting this up on Wednesdays uh, from this point on. So uh, everyone out there, thanks for listening to us today. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you use. Uh, for Mason, this is Eric Bailey. We'll talk to you guys next week on this uh, Oklahoma football podcast.